You're the best. Nobody sent you hate mail, so don't you... worry. Yeah, what did... Oh, oh, you were making a joke? I was, was making a... a joke. See, I don't think you're a funny person, so I never get when you make jokes. guys welcome to another episode of seen a nerd i'm your host matt uh with me this week of course is sarah belmont what's up dude hello hello i'm here and i'm ready to rule the world are you um do you have a plate of cookies with you or let's not talk about that right now matt <laughs> no that we're was not a show <laughs> you know what goes well with cookies mr robot <laughs> <laughs> It is like a cookie dip in the milk kind of show. I know. It's a family show. If you think about it, Elliot is like the cookie and then everyone else is the milk. So this week we kind of had nothing but milk. Would you agree with that analogy? Well, again, Matt, anytime you bring up like a cookie metaphor, you refuse to determine what kind of cookie it is. I mean, what's America's favorite cookie? Oreo, right? I thought it was chocolate chip. Oh, see, I'm not even up to date on this stuff. Or white chocolate chip macadamia nut. Well, that's white rose, right? (laughs) (laughs) Then what what kind of cookie would Philip Price be then? What what kind of cookie is confident? What's a confident cookie? Um, Milano's, I guess? I don't know. Double, oh, those double chocolate cookies, because it's like, you know, I can never have too much chocolate, so it's greedy. Okay, give me another character. What kind of chocolate, okay, what kind of cookie would Darlene be? Ooh, and we're going to talk a lot about Darlene, so I almost want to reserve that for the end of the episode (laughs) as the last question, because we're going to delve really deep into her character. It was a very Darlene-heavy episode. And I was really? surprised, but not, like, disappointed by it. Well, were you surprised because it featured so much of Darlene or that this is the first Mr. Robot El- episode that did not include Elliot? See, I didn't notice that until you mentioned it before we started. And I was like, yeah, there wasn't any Elliot. That makes sense. And um, I didn't see. Okay. At first, I was like, oh, that sucked. There's no Elliot. But at the same time, it's at least it was an interesting episode. Like, it wasn't the most, like, heart-racing episode. I mean, there was a lot of high-drama dra- high stuff. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. But um, I was surprised that I didn't miss Elliot. You know what I'm saying? Did you? Yeah. Well, I, I, th- I think it was a good break. Um, because... We spent the last two episodes so wrapped up into his storyline and the whole Mr. Robot Elliot drama. And and I would even argue a lot of this season has been very heavily about Elliot, even so more so than the first season. Because the first season, I felt like it was evenly divided, but not to the point where you didn't lose the understanding that this was Elliot's story and narrative. But that it just felt like 
they were building and fleshing out this universe. But in season two, it kind of felt very narrow in scope where it was just about this internal struggle between Mr. Robot and Elliot. So to be free of him for an episode and not only free of him, but also Mr. Robot himself, it was kind of refreshing. And I really liked it. Yes, yeah, see, I don't know, because I felt like this season they fo- they've been focusing almost like less on Elliot. Really, kind of like the opposite. Because we we have, I mean, we have like a lot more background information on White Rose. They introduced Philip Price. They they have Angela's new story arc, and they dedicate like almost half an episode towards people that aren't Elliot. And some episodes we get like little slivers of what he's been doing. And then it quickly goes back to a different group like Joanne Wellick and where Tyrell might be. So maybe maybe it is about the same or maybe more heavily on Elliot. But there's more things that are distracting me from Elliot's storyline. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot of season one, everyone else's stories kind of were in service to Elliot's character. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not the case through season two. That's why I feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, I I would agree with that and go along with it because it does feel like even though we're spending more time with these other characters, they they definitely are have been given their own story arcs um, that either that don't necessarily play in directly with what's going on with Elliot because he's so removed from everything else, but these story arcs. Um, they take place during the fallout of the five nine hack and they also help define the the world that Elliot has chosen to remove himself from. So it's more abstract of a connection between um, these storylines than what happened in season one where it felt really connected. Yeah, that makes sense. Like how everyone's kind of side stories is the result of the five nine hacks. And yeah, exactly what you said and how he removed himself. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought about that. That's good. Like how in this episode, which is aptly titled successor and it focuses mainly on Darlene and Angela, who I haven't noticed up until now have often this season are being linked in terms of what's going on with their stories, where it feels like if there's a Darlene story, there's usually also an Angela story and they kind of parallel each other. Yeah, I mean, well, I didn't really make that pair that dis- not distinction. I didn't really make that connection this week. I thought more like Darlene and Agent Dom's kind of stories were similar. In that they yeah. both had that kind of interrogation scene, like jumping ahead in the episode. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. They, they have um, oh my god, I forgot her name. The lady that they took over her smart house. Uh, she came home and then she's Susan. Susan, yeah. So she's like kind of interrogating her more like getting ready to murder her and then agent dom is also grilling other people and i don't know i i I made that more of a parallel story instead of angela and darlene but that could just be maybe this episode like how do you think that they're tied together um i didn't see the darlene and dom one but i liked that point because I can see that better now, um, retrospectively. But in terms of Angela and Darlene, where Angela has that confrontation at the karaoke bar between a old childhood friend who is also um, 
hurt by what happened with her mom and Elliot's dad in terms of E Corp and the lawsuit and everything. And he he tells her that even though she's come so far and she's quote unquote successful in life and making so much money and everything, she sacrificed her own morality to get ahead. And so it makes a question what success really is. And Darlene has a very similar story arc um, this episode, but in terms of what she's willing to do to protect herself, her brother and the F society members um, from the FBI and from anyone figuring out who was behind the five nine hack and that I would argue this episode really shows that Elliot is really the true successor of her father because Elliot as as good as he is in terms of um, computer programming and hacking and everything he still has this insanity within him that can lead to cause more more harm than good. And it's it's something that is not dependable. And so it's a constant variable. While Darlene, she's stable enough to hold down the fort, even though at times things get out of hand and she allows her own um, selfish desires to cause her to do things that she never even expected. So do you see what I'm getting at a bit more? Yeah, like they're both um, carrying on like their families, you know, I guess like, I don't know. Yeah, in, I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah, but in the worst pops- possible ways. Yeah. Because you you don't want to sell, you don't want to start working for the same company who you deemed an evil corporation um, because of how they hurt your your family your blood so much and you saw all the damage they do and yet you turn around and go and take a job with them right and yeah and then into Arlene's case I mean she killed someone this episode yeah straight up cold blood shocked her to death <laughs> and she knew about I mean the heart condition and everything so she just yeah what I guess what I'm confused about still though about that like our are we jumping forward on that? I guess we will. Go ahead. Is uh, why was she reluctant to like tell what's it called uh, Mobley and uh, Trenton like her decision to kill her? Like, I mean, was she like? Imp- I mean, I guess she kind of revealed that when she was speaking with Cisco on the train that she didn't know she was capable of doing that. But I don't know why did she had to lie to them that like it was all an accident or whatever or like she didn't know about her condition. I I like to think about that in terms of um, the ambiguity because I think it was very purposeful that they never cut to a scene really showing us Darlene looking at specific emails. Like mm-hmm. sometimes um, shows when you're reviewing a lot of information at once, the, they'll cut to flashes of what's on the screen and like highlight the information so we right. know what the character is absorbing. They never did that with Darlene. So we even, they, that adds um, doubt to our minds about, well, did she or didn't she know about the heart condition? Because we have nothing to base that on. Maybe, well, that and also maybe there was a sense of remorsefulness that they wanted the audience to get from Darlene and that she was like, 
because it would be out of character if all of a sudden Darlene's like, yeah, let's fucking kill her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but it's it's also the person, and yeah. I think it's more interesting the idea that potentially Darlene or even Elliot has never really talked to Mobley or Trenton or any of the other F Society hackers. No, right. ab- <laughs> Sorry, no, no, I wanted you to continue me saying hackers about why they are going after E-Corp and why specifically at the beginning of the season they went to Susan Jacobs' apartment and took it over. And I, what was going on in your mind the moment that they are talking about and that paranoia is creeping in um, and they just shot the video or... No, I think they were listening to the reaction of the video at that point and then susan jacobs walks in what was going on in your mind uh well i immediately was like oh everyone's gonna be dead so um i thought she had like her personal like bodyguards or whatever if she ended up getting those like coming with her up the stairs and there was gonna be like they're all gonna get caught and they're all gonna get like tied up and everything and sent to the police but it was just her by herself um i was just so shocked to see that they totally weren't monitoring her at all like that Mm -hmm. should be like like they said in the episode oh someone should have kept like i should have been looking at the gps the whole time instead of looking at this so it's uh it i was i don't know like i i didn't really know what to expect i wasn't expecting her to be killed though i think definitely darlene has crossed across the threshold and and um Man, I just, I really, I really think that their, like, her death, like, Darling killing Susan is going to definitely come back to haunt them somehow. Hmm. Yeah. Like, it, like there is no way they got away with that cleanly. Like, something is going to be left behind. Kind of like that bullet shell in um, the carnival. Like, someone's going to find out, like, remember, she paid the guy with um, E-Coin. And Ooh. if they're being monitored... I mean, I'm sure their e-coin wallets or whatever being monitored too. So... It wasn't her e-coin though. Oh, it was Susan's. It was Susan's. Mm. Because there was that line with Cisco of like, "Well, she isn't going to use it anymore." Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm maybe uh... that's the thing that's going to get him caught somehow. They'll kind of trace that as the day that she got she went missing or something. Right. And they're like, "Why did she spend three thousand dollars the animal shelter?" And then they're gonna. Agent Dom probably is going to piece it all together because she's like the super agent. Um, now, do you... Th- oh. What are you going to say? What's up? Oh, I was just going to ask you, but do you think... So, did the events of this episode happen during last week's episode? Wait, say it again? Did the events of this week... Did the events of this week's episode happen... During last week's episode? Oh, I see what you mean. Um, like, we're... Okay. I... I guess so. It's not really clear. Because they're all saying it's the 4th of July and stuff. Now, I kind of want to go back to last week and see if there's a little snippet on the... On his release papers, if there was a date on there. Release papers? Remember when he got released from jail? He hasn't gotten released from jail yet. Then what was that paper that he was holding... He has, that's in the scenes for next week. No, no, no. I mean, like, wasn't there something at the end of last week's episode, whether, like... Well, 
Leon said, do what the paper tells you or there's going to be a note for you. I must be misremembering something because I thought like either he was giving given some papers from um, oh, fuck. What's his therapist name? Krista mm-hmm. about his release or something. I'm probably misremembering something. Well, well, um, there is that line from Dom about going fi- to find a Fourth of July party. Or going to find a good oh, barbecue right. because it's 4th of July. And then um, towards the end when Angela gets moved into that new area and she's at the conference call meeting, mm-hmm. um, they do um, point out that Susan is supposed to attend that meeting and she's not there. Oh, okay, see, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Good catch. So I, I guess it's happening concurrently with last week's episode. I'm trying yeah. to think of what happened with F Society last episode. Right. It's just interesting to think about time in terms of the show because you really do want to view it as, oh, all of these are, it's just like a straightforward narration. But I would be surprised if, whether it's this season, the next season, or down the line, that they never really start playing with time in um, more interesting ways. Um, to tell the story and to um, to really destroy distort the perspe- distort perception um, because mm-hmm. I think that could be really interesting and something new and like the next the next layer because we've already seen imaginary people and well not imaginary people but like delusions and also um, kind of building your own reality to shield you from the real world. Um, So I think time manipulation would be really fun and interesting for them to do. As if the show isn't complicated enough. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah wants more complications. Let's just make the whole thing convoluted. Are you a Final (laughs) Fantasy fan? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Shout outs to gamers. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's a neat, like, thought. I I didn't really think about where this episode would take place in terms of the timeline. Yeah. Ooh, me, me. Yes. Me, Sarah, me. you're on a roll, actually. Yes, me. ask more questions. Because, I, I mean, when we first got on the call, we immediately started talking about my favorite moment of the episode when Angela does that amazing karaoke performance of Everyone Wants to Rule the World. Right after her discussion with the person that she knew that was giving her hell of yep. shit. And then she was all like, I'm trying to do more than just be a plumber. I'm trying to rule the world. Then she sings about it. So sad, though. Was she sad? She was so sad. Didn't you feel that? Just the way it was shot and, like, the eyes. I was just, my heart was breaking for her. And I like how, as she's singing that song, and you you can almost see the wheels turning in her mind about the lyrics and how they relate to everything that she's done so far in life and where she was um, in season one versus where she is now heading into the end of season two. They also kept flashing to F society scrambling to find dirt on um, Susan Jacobs. And I thought that was so perfect because while, while this character is, um, her loss of her own morals, you have um, our quote-unquote gang of heroes scrambling to try to find information to protect themselves from really criminal actions. Mm -hmm. 
So, so it's really about, um, to go back to that point about success, like how far are you really willing to go to be successful in life? And, um, how do you quantify that? And when you've reached that success point, do you ever look around and just think to yourself, what did I do to get here and why? Like, and, and did I make the right choices or the wrong choices? Was it luck? Was it me? I mean, I think a lot of people, especially in our generation, um, you can reach success very, very early. And um, through that, you can also build a lot of insecurities about it. Like, how do I that... hang on to it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. High five for that one. I really just high five my microphone. <laughs> I don't like know. a period at the end of my thought mic drop Appreciate but that. don't really drop your mic co-host pound i uh okay maybe okay. <laughs> that's what she said okay never mind so <laughs> see what i took from that though is i didn't get sadness from that um i listened to the way that she was singing the song and it started off like typical karaoke right it's your first song you're still kind of shy you haven't had enough drinks yet maybe and like she's singing really quietly and really softly and it kind of matches them like figuring out how to F society, how to break into her emails and assortment of files and this and that. And then the more or and as the song went along, she sang it more confidently, more like as in she she really believed in the words and that she was mm. really trying to rule the world. So I don't mm. think she was sad. I took it more as like she was along with her daily affirmations believing more of like you know it doesn't really matter now what happened it's about me being or like always like clawing and scratching my way up to the top no matter what and but but is that a false confidence or a true confidence i don't know i thought it was true i thought she's going full on fuck y'all i'm just doing this why she was helping F Society, I still don't know why. Well, I mean to save her own butt. Uh, oh, um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, yes, Angela, I've, I mean, as much as we were introduced to her as like a really person who um, is very hopeful about everything, we're learning as the episodes go go by that she is actually a person who's really driven by self interest surprisingly yeah and i think that's what has really made her into a very complex person and character on the show as opposed to what she was in like the pilot episode yeah where she was like very unsure and nervous about mm. being having a good impression with the right people that are higher ups that got her the job and now she's like ready to step on them to get to the next spot yeah she's bailing on dates to go have sex with old men She's, I'm telling you, th these guys that she's all kind of seeing, like, okay, maybe just the one guy, they're all just kind of like little stand-ins for Philip Price. I'm just saying. She <laughs> wants the she wants the Philip Price D. That's all I'm saying. Well, then who was the FBI informant? Spoil, spo spoil alert. Well, I mean, if you clicked on the episode, I'm sure you watched it. But yeah, uh, I don't know. He was just at the right place at the right time, I guess. <laughs> she just needed a quick fix. And he's like, boom, there you are. And you're ready, willing, and able. So there you go. But, I did not see that coming. I did not. No, I thought it was, was just great. some guy. I thought that was yeah. great that he was an FBI plant. Because that really, um, 
That brings up another character that's piquing my interest, and that's Agent Dom, where she's really getting closer and closer to these people. So just, close that she pulled in Mowgli. Anytime you say her name, like, what goes on in my mind is Dom, da Dom, Dom, Dom. Dom, Dom, Dom. Dom, Dom, Dom. Anyway, back to Matt's hour Ding, on Dom. Agent Dom. <laughs> is that, like, <laughs> coming back from the commercial break is that what that is and coming back from the commercial break we are here with matt who is going to break down the character of agent dom agent dom nah, she's cool <laughs> that's my expert analysis she's closing in on f society and this was like the most like high drama like my heart was like literally racing when um you know darlene told everyone to go away right it's like mobley um keep forgetting her name trenton. trenton it's like right in front of me trenton like you guys you don't need to be here just go i'll figure it out and um you know mobley was like he got so nervous he he just took another person's pizza that's how nervous he is and i <laughs> i totally feel him on that like nervous eating right so he took two pizzas he's like looking around when he's opening his apartment door and when um he got nabbed up by the fbi um i was like oh shit this is it mobley's done He's he's not going to talk, but he's going to be like shut down. Right. And it's, this is how F society unravels. And um, Dom's so smart. I guess the is she only needed one. But because I took it as since they got Mobley, the other team that was following um, I forgot her name again, Trenton, I guess they were called off. Or was it just a false alarm? Like what? How did you take that? I. I'm trying to think. It's been a night since I've watched it, and I thought it was really well done how they built paranoia in this episode. Yeah, I felt it so much. I was really, really in Mobley's character. In yeah, his... and that intensity and that tension, it was just building, and it's not just building with one character, but with two characters. And you also, I would argue, during that moment... Yeah, the FBI are hunting them down, but Dark Army is also always lurking in the shadows, and right. we know what they, they're capable of. So for me, I think I was figuring that it was actually Dark Army in those moments when um, you were flashing back between Mobley and Trenton, and both of them are just paranoid where a knock at the door or a a car will freak them out. So... So I thought that was done so well and well acted yeah. too, well performed. Yeah, yeah. And what is with Sam Esmail and knocking at the door or little bells ringing? You know what I'm saying yeah. when the door comes in. I don't know. We number one, we still don't know who was at the door, right? Oh, just kidding. It was Darlene. Where was it? No, it wasn't. No, 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 no. Yeah. That was a flashback. Who was really I, at the door? I, I heard know. a good theory about that recently. About uh, Elliot's knock on the door. Yeah, from the season finale. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, first, yeah. also, like, who is? Is it the same person who's talking? Who's about to approach Trenton? Like, because her eyes got, believe it or not, even bigger when, <laughs> mm -hmm. when you know the door open. I hear the door open, and she's like, "Huh?" So, was it Mobley? I mean, it would be interesting if it was Elliot. That know? would be a neat way to reintroduce. Elliot into F society, like into their storyline, because Trenton's kind of mm -hmm. at the bottom of the totem pole, like right now. So it'll it'll be interesting, like um, hearing the details from Trenton being told to Elliot before even 
like from Darlene. So um, that'd be crazy. Well, what I'm saying is that like next episode, we see how and why Elliot gets released from prison. And then at the end of it, we see him coming to meet Trenton at the Ron's coffee shop. And you're just like, oh, now. So you get that connection between um, this week's episode and next week's episode. Mm -hmm. Because I and I think that Mr. Robot does this pretty consistently trying to tie it in so that even though um, time is very is very malleable. It, it also um, flows through. So to give us co- some kind of perspective. Um, and I don't know how much we're going to see of F Society next week um, in terms of story since this was such a big episode for them and their characters. Yeah, it's like... But to go back to that scene about... <laughs> Sorry, all I was going to say about that scene with Agent Dom, I thought even outside of um, the reveal that Angela's date was an FBI informant that agent Dom is looking after or she wants information on Angela's quote unquote childhood friends. So that would be Elliot and Darlene. Right. Um, That's why I'm so scared of her (laughs) because she's like fingertips away from meeting everybody. But you you have that pesky little PR guy, I guess, or some guy talking about PR, you know, and how you can't really hold people if you don't have any evidence against them. And they're being extra careful about that. Um, I thought that was a director. Yeah, but he well, I mean, I don't mean that he's the PR guy. I mean that he's (laughs) he's making it such a huge deal that you can't bring in somebody unless you have evidence against them. Mm -hmm. And I think... I don't know. I was a little disappointed when I heard that because it seemed like such an easy way for none of the characters to be really questioned at length. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that, that kind of keep that, right. that kind of like, uh, like ease the tension a little bit that anybody could get popped at any moment by the FBI as in picked up and questioned and stuff. But I don't know where I was going to go with that. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> What did you think about um, watching Darlene for the first time film an F Society tape and then them release the conference call um, recordings? That was the public. I mean, that was the the big setup that I was talking about where like that's, I guess, a way for the FBI to get off their asses, I'm guessing. You know, like, yeah, that was like their safe, not really safety blanket, but this is an opportunity for them to kind of like let the FBI not be so much in their space. But in terms of Darlene putting on the suit and the mask, are we to believe that she she's always done that? Because now I'm thinking that that it was always her in the suit and mask. I no. Or do you no, think that was something she adopted if... from Elliot? There there's. We've seen, I, I, I could have sworn we've seen Elliot do at least one video, but I could be mistaken about that. Um, and then Tyrell's been shown doing one video. Oh, right, and right, I right. almost feel like, I want to say um, the White Rose episode of season one, I believe episode eight, um, the video that was released at All State to distract, or All Safe, Sorry, I have car issues these days. Not all state. <laughs> no, and FYI, their insurance 
is good, but be careful about customer service, especially if glass is used. Anyways. It's okay. I'll We're not save. sponsored by them, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, but at All Safe, like the video that's released to distract everyone else um, from Elliot finishing a hack is a video recorded by Darlene oh. in the mask. I, w- I would place money on that. So I think we have seen a few videos that she's recorded, but this is the first time we've really seen her dress up and gone in that reveal and everything. And I want to, in terms of, I thought this episode, um, and I've been really hard on Sam Esmail this season, um, but in terms of the writing, there was a lot more subtlety in it, especially about privacy and the idea that, these are not the best people in the world, yet they're still our heroes and our protagonists of the story, so we have to root for them. Um, but the circumstances of what happened this episode is not that far-fetched. And, I mean, the era we've grown up in, we, we see leaks from the government all the time. So maybe that's why it was. it kind of felt normal. <laughs> You're you like, know? yeah, everyone kind of knew that we're being spied on. But I think what they were trying to say is now it's confirmed, I guess, and it's a big topic. Because they're already well, in such a broken society. Well, I think it's also about um, the 5-9 hack really exposed and undermined everything in relationship to how our money runs on money. Or how, how are, I said, did I just say how yes. our money runs wanna, on money? Try that one more time. I'm glad I caught myself. We'll the 5-9, I would argue that the 5-9 hack really, really exposed how our country runs on money and wealth um, as power and control. And this leak of the um, recorded FBI phone conference exposed the government. So it's in the fallout of the 5-9 hack, Darlene is trying to orchestrate not only exposing and keeping that wound that they managed to um, to create through the 5-9 hack open for E-Corp, um, but go after the government even. Because, I mean, we all know about bailouts and for banks and everything. So that's the next le- tier of power to expose to really break down society at its core right like they're not just like targeting f society now it's it's grown to be beyond that um i don't know i thought well they're not just targeting e-corp yeah is that what i said yeah they're not just no you said f society (laughs) sorry they're not targeting uh just e-corp they're now targeting everyone who is involved in this uh, grander, you know, kind of scheme of, of power over the people. Um, it's it's their job to shine a light on half-truths and flat-out lies and things like that. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was... Uh, it's, it's... I thought it was fun that they mentioned, like, this is worse than Snowden kind of thing in terms of, like, yeah. in terms of um, people, like, in terms of, like, the like what was released but i think that it confirmed what a lot of people's suspicions were that we're all being monitored so i think mm-hmm. that's why it was kind of a bigger deal 
to people in that universe rather than us because it's like if i don't know i feel like the same way as you or like if there's a government link it's like oh that just happens like once a once a week you know so yeah rounding out the episode we find at the end that uh cisco has been monitoring uh darlene on behalf of the dark army um that he really works for um he said that in Darlene found like a conversation with somebody from the Dark Army that he has her and that um Phase two. <laughs> and yeah, phase two is is ready to commence or something like that. So what do you think like phase two is and do you think that um it's gonna include like everyone involved from F Society or just Darlene or something like that? Um I have no idea what phase two is. I, I... We can talk about it, though. Um, I mean, White but... Rose mentioned it earlier, right? Yeah, so, he did. He did. Yeah. Phase two, it could be a giant... Though Philip Price doesn't want to. He, why doesn't he want uh, phase two? Maybe it involves with Dark Army going along with a plan that doesn't include E-Corp, and he wants to be at the top as well. So Maybe. Maybe the um... true thing is going to be Bitcoin. That's what they're... They're throwing at it. it's like Bitcoin's the way of way to go, not eCoin. It's e- what? Because you know Bitcoin and eCoin, they're like the two fake monies yeah. kind of going around in in the universe. Sure. So maybe sure. Philip Price wants eCoin, and then Dark Army wants yeah. Bitcoin. That's kind of stupid, but I don't know. I'm throwing stuff on the wall and seeing what sticks. I don't know. Can I talk about Cisco now? I mean, we may not know what phase two includes but how do you feel about cisco monitoring darlene i think it's ironic considering a lot of the episode was about the fbi monitoring or potentially monitoring everyone and such a disgrace for that so you have like the real this broad and big picture um idea and concept thrown out there and debated um, throughout the episode and then at the end of it Darlene is in bed with somebody who's also monitoring her for um, an organization so I thought it was a really interesting point to leave and end the show on with that um, that idea that you know just as much as the FBI are a threat that is closing in on F Society they got their friends are even bigger enemies than they even know about, especially in terms of White Rose and the con- connection she has with um, Philip Price and everything. So it's it's really interesting, and I like maybe that's why I like this episode so much because it really it it circled back to um, the the evils that I find much more dynamic and complex than some of the stuff that was going on with Elliot this season. Um, I don't feel like he's been given a very good bad guy. Um, he had Tyrell Wellwick last season, so so I don't know about this season. But your point about um, Phase 2 and Equine... Oh, I think I, I never expected them to introduce an idea like Equine to this show, but it kind of makes weird sense you know considering what this show is all about in terms of um 
being artificial and um, in terms of um, deception and or or should I say um, real versus unreal and right. how do you determine the two um, and also ecoin so the five nine hack totally took away everything that ecorp built for themselves and that that was funded on like money and power and everything and it was brought down through um, technology which now they're taking money and power and greed but um, making it um, a financial success so making it in the form of technology so that maybe our hackers didn't do anything but only made matters worse in the world I don't know I'm rambling now no I get it I get it. No, no, you're fine. It's it like how was E Corp going to get, you know, back on top? And that's well, since people are having trouble getting cash, why don't we just give them an option that isn't cash? And I I it was interesting that they kind of pulled ecoin out of nowhere and now it seems to be taking because you see um, you know, in the bar scene people are paying and there's like signs where it's Bitcoin, ecoin, and then people are using their phone to pay and stuff like that it's it's become a little more integrated into society with every episode um which goes back to our world building talk from a couple episodes ago do you have any theories or expectations going into the final what five episodes of the season do you think it's going to start ramping up even more or i don't know what do you think matt i think within two episodes agent dom is going to be talking with elliot that's my big thing. Whether it's going to be in a FBI holding area or they're going to cross paths somehow without even knowing that they're looking for each other or she's looking for him. There's going to be some type of little conversation between them. And I think that the huh. episode, the, the season isn't going to conclude. I think it's going to be like some type of cliffhanger. I don't know what's going to come to a head, but I, I don't think it's going to end... Um, as like it's not going to be as a similar ending of the season as season one. I think they're going to leave more up to. Um, oh, I get somebody. it. I get it. So instead of someone knocking at the door, somebody's going to be opening the door. Yeah, sure. Oh, <laughs> you or, see what I did there. <laughs> or Elliot's been just lying to us, even if we're looking at F Society and it's all a dream. He's going to wake up in his bed and be like, it was all a dream. Do you think that we're going to find out this season or next season why Elliot was in um, jail a, those 30 days following the 5-9 hack? I, I'm a big fan. or Yeah, I'm a big fan. And I agree with you that I think we're going to find out ne- uh, t- um, next week's episode. Because, um, like... It's owed to us. Like, why? Why were you there? But, I don't know. Knowing this show, they're probably not going to tell us until, I don't know, season five or something. So. That's when they're going to reveal where's Tyrell Wellick. <laughs> <laughs> I think, okay, do you think by the end of the season we're going to find out where Tyrell Wellick is? I think I might have serious concerns about my affection for this show if we don't. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. I just, I mean, I I just want to know, because also, if he is still alive, 
that gives me so much hope for the next few seasons because I think he's such an interesting character. Right. Um, But I'm pretty sure he's dead. I'm not sure. I don't know. If the next Joanna Wellick scene doesn't give us an answer, I will probably riot. I might just fast forward it then. I just want to know so bad. And it's not even like in like a, oh it's so clever writing that he's such a mystery and it's keeping my interest it's like dude fucking tell me man like i don't want to care about care about him anymore just tell us what happened to him uh, well yeah. it's you you're just it's it's getting to a point where you're seeing so many other questions come about that it's like but the question we had going into it has yet to be resolved so so how how long can it go because we're so focused on it that it's hard to focus on any of the other mysteries and it's just sometimes sometimes things can get tired out and mm-hmm. I hope that when the reveal happens I'm excited about it and it is um an interesting reveal to the point or if it's as smart as I hope it is um the way it plays out, you know, in terms of what did happen and why for the longest time we didn't know about it. Um, But those are high expectations and they only continue to raise the longer the Mr. goes on. Oh man, I missed the part. I think he said Mr. Robot goes on. (laughs) It's like the, just the last part of the sentence. Mystery. I don't know. All right. Mystery goes on. Okay. That's going to do it for our discussion this week. My god, what an episode. Um we it was such an it's such a good fun episode. Um and Elliot wasn't even in it. I didn't think I would have said that an an Elliotless episode would have been so good. Um I'm definitely on board for the rest of the season, but man, you got to give us something Sam Esmail like or else I'm just going to say you're nothing but bunch of teases so what do you guys think Language. about what's that nothing okay go ahead so what do you guys go think ahead. about season two of mr robot so far what do you think about this episode um definitely give us a like and share us with your comments and things like that um but that's not the order that i usually wrap the show first i say thanks sarah for joining me today that was awesome uh would you like You're to let welcome. the audience know no, you have to say that at the end. Would you like to let the audience know uh, where they can find you online? You can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. I don't tweet that much anymore. I'm sorry. Just but, too busy fighting bears, yeah. that's why. I suddenly began to have somewhat of a life. You Good or bad decisions, I don't know. For better or for worse, you have a life, Sarah, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Right, and then you can follow us at CineNerd, S-C-E-N-E, letter N-N-E-R-D. We swear, we're going to start tweeting from that account a little more often. Uh, Speaking about... Why don't you say where they can find you? Oh, yeah, they can find me at I'm Salzy, I-M-S-A-L-Z-Y. I am constantly tweeting about, um, lately, my idea of a gritty reboot of Gilligan's Island. I don't know. I was really drunk the other night, and I thought it would be funny to let the world know. But now I know I'm sitting on gold. So if you want to hear more about that, follow me or not. A quick shout out, though, before we close the show. um, We launched another show called, uh, well, not launched. We are presenting uh, Ode to Entertainment. Uh, Sarah, these are some of your friends from childhood that do a great job covering uh, Young Justice. So if you're a fan of the DC animated universe, 
or maybe you've watched Young Justice, or maybe you're like, what's Young Justice? Uh, maybe you should check it out, and you can also check out their first episode. It's on iTunes. They also have a Facebook page, a YouTube channel, and they have their own Twitter account, so just find them at Ode Entertainment. Um, really cool guys, super fun, and yeah. 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 And yeah, they're just copycats of me, but whatever. What? The copycats and of you? And go to, yeah, yeah. And besides subscribing to Cena Nerd on iTunes, also go to thegww.com to read about all of our geeky opinions on comics, games, TV, and film. Rate, subscribe, and comment to GWW Radio um, on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Um, if you want to prepare yourself for Luke Cage, which is going to drop on Netflix in a few weeks, there's this old podcast that Matt, I don't know if you've ever heard about it. It's called The Netflix Crew. Oh, yeah. Those are some great people on that one. There is this, like, yeah. There's this dude named Gasicles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've heard it. of him. That's the only one I like. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's the only good host on that show. Who, the other, who are the other people on that show? I yeah, I think you're getting kind of confused with another one. But... Oh, just kidding. <laughs> Wasn't that the one but that yeah. you were on? Anyway, the format really takes us off in a totally different direction. Let us let me wrap up the show by saying um, to go check out the Netflix crew. We broke down seasons one of Jessica Jones and season two of Daredevil. So um, highly recommend that. And also hashtag poor Matt. Hashtag poor Sarah, because I've been, like, too <laughs> caffeinated this episode, and she had to pretty much keep us on track. So be sure to follow Sarah. Yeah. Don't send her hate mail, guys. I saw what you read last week. That's just mean. Don't be mean. Until then, what? we bid you good night. <laughs> or good afternoon. Or whatever. You're welcome. Thank you, Sarah. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!
You're the best. Nobody sent you hate mail, so don't you... worry. Yeah, what did... Oh, oh, you were making a joke? I was, was making a... a joke. See, I don't think you're a funny person, so I never get when you make jokes. Oh, God, so mean. 